Hi, welcome to our podcast, Online Transparency. Through this podcast, we are hoping to teach you a little bit about the role of media in different parenting methods and help avoid some pitfalls that others have made, whether that's through under or over parenting. First of all, we want to introduce ourselves. My name is Rio. And I'm Renee. And today we're going to talk about the history of parenting, how it's evolved, and what it looks like today. The reason we are making this podcast for you is for the Class Communications 327 uh, at Simon Fraser University. The class is about child's pedagogy, and we wanted to look at how media and its development has come into play in teaching children, and specifically how parenting has evolved because of this. Just a note for you, we are not experts on this matter, and we aren't parents ourselves, so we can't say exactly what is the right or wrong way to parent, but we are children and have parents ourselves, so we have some sort of knowledge on the matter. We just want to make a comment towards parenting in general and how different methods of parenting have affected kids and us personally and how media can be used in a positive parenting way. So we thought a good place to start this series would be to talk about the history of children and how it's changed and really why that matters. So, you know, up until pretty recently, maybe like 1800s, 1900s, kids were thought of as like little mini adults. In medieval times, they were treated exactly the same. They had jobs. You know, you had kids being squires to great knights and other... Uh, yeah, so children had basically the same jobs as adults. They worked on farms, they milked the cows, they did all the same chores and activities that adults did. The only difference is they were smaller in size. There were even paintings depicted that showed children as just miniature, like, smaller sizes of adults, not actually as a child, which is kind of interesting. And that built on the fact that there was technically no uh, concept of childhood. It wasn't a thing that was developed until later on. Yeah, it really is a very modern idea. The biggest advantage of children is honestly advertising. So as, as kids were seen as many adults, there's the whole independent kid theory, which basically says kids had to be independent. They couldn't rely on their parents to look after them. You know, obviously there was some parenting that had to happen, but the kid was expected from birth, sort of like other mammals, like horses, they had to run right away. Yeah, so kids were able to just go off and do whatever they wanted. I remember from when I was a young child, kids could go out and go on bike rides with their friends at like eight years old. They would go play on the playgrounds and just do anything. They didn't have phones to contact their parents and let them know where they were. The parents didn't care as much. They just said, go off, go do whatever you want. That isn't as common now because of predators and such, but yeah. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm actually curious about that section. So you said that when you were a kid... Well, not um, necessarily when I was a kid. More like when my brothers were kids. Um, it was less because I wasn't even allowed to, like, walk to school by myself. But I do know that, 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 like, in the 90s and stuff, kids were just allowed to go to the playground or go anywhere they wanted to the mall by themselves. They didn't have phones. They didn't have any way to contact their parents. So, but, like, were your brothers, were they supposed to, like, call your parents? Or are they just allowed to do whatever? Before they left the house, they would say where they're going, but they wouldn't really come back into contact with them till they got home. Obviously, they had a curfew to make sure they'd be back when they were supposed to, but it wasn't until like it became more common to keep track of your kids at all times because of predators and, you know, kids getting into dangerous situations off by themselves. <laughs> I'm sure that was like that for a lot of history. Kids were just allowed to go to the store by themselves or go play with their friends out in the forest. And I'm sure that's 
one of the reasons why it's less common today is because because kids were allowed to go do that stuff, they got into, uh, they got in trouble, they got hurt, stuff like that. Okay, but so your brothers were allowed to go wherever, but you weren't? Yeah, over time, I guess, the, eventually that became a thing where kids were no longer allowed to go do stuff like that. And by the time it got to my age, when I was born, I don't know if it was because of uh, the time frame I was born in or because I was the youngest child and the only girl, but I couldn't go anywhere, basically. <laughs> I I wasn't allowed to walk to school by myself. I, my, I got taken to school by a daycare lady and stuff like that. Whereas mm. every kid on my block walked to school together, but I couldn't because my mom was worried I was going to get hurt or something. So, but now it's back to kids being sort of not independent in the same way, but self-reliant in a similar way. So now they've got technology raising them instead of the parents. So yeah. instead of going to your friend's house or going to do who knows what, you're thrown in front of the TV and then your parents leave you and go do real jobs yeah i feel like it's become a lot different now that um kids are being more protected because before i mean there are still some parents that don't monitor their kids as much like mine do um Mm -hmm. they will i don't know let their kids do whatever they want basically you can you can go to the mall it's okay you don't need to tell (laughs) me where you're going um but not necessarily because they don't uh, think they're like like they, not because they're worried about them getting hurt. Obviously, they are because their parents they they care about their kids, <laughs> but more because parents want to be friends with their kids, and they don't want to mm, restrict yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I remember my mom was you know in theory she was very strict and like anytime either me or my sister did something wrong, both of us got grounded. No TV, no video games, but then. 90 to 95 percent of the time she'd either forget because she's too busy or more likely wouldn't enforce because like sometimes she wanted to watch a tv show with us and so she just pretended we weren't grounded (laughs) and oh my like that screwed me up so much when i was young i had no idea yeah that must have been really confusing yeah like what's right and wrong i don't know it's like my sister gets me in trouble and so i'm punished but then i'm not actually punished but then i'm punished again later it's ridiculous Uh, I had a lot of friends on my baseball team growing up and their parents just desperately wanted their kids to love them and be their friends. So these girls would get away with drinking and going out to parties at like 15 years old and their parents would find out and they'd make excuses for them like, oh, all their friends were doing it. They probably felt pressured or, oh, it was just just this one time, even though I knew and they knew that those (laughs) girls did it every night. Like... but they they didn't want to punish their kids because they really wanted them to like them and and be friends with them. I also had another friend in high in elementary school who her parents let her watch any TV show she wanted. She watched shows really? like um, Robot Chicken, I think it it was called. I never watched it, but she did. A high quality show. She watched shows like Futurama and Family Guy and stuff like that at like age. 10 or 11 (laughs) and she learned about sex and all that gritty stuff at like that age in like grade six or five even and she was watching those shows at like midnight with her dad they they watched them together (laughs) and i learned about sex from her because she knew it from such a young age (laughs) i think i learned most about you know sex and sexuality through the internet just online forums like i never had anything resembling the talk with my parents it was like 
my mom was pretty reserved. Um, I had a pretty Catholic upbringing, but even my dad just didn't want to have that talk with me, so they sort of left it to the technology to do it for them. My parents also didn't want to have the talk with me, but I think that's more because they were also Catholic and anxious and didn't want to sit down and have the talk with me, but they didn't yeah. give me media in like the more modern form that we know it as TV and all that stuff. My mom gave me a book that list like had pictures and diagrams and stuff. It was very very intricate book. Um <laughs> but I kind of would have loved it if she had sat I mean it would have been awkward at the time, but I feel like it would <laughs> it would have been more informative and more personal if she had like told me about it myself like herself. I'm frankly rather glad my parents didn't try to do that because they're both <laughs> awkward at the best of times. And having them, like, I've watched shows with them that have uh, sex scenes, and they just go dead silent. It's, it's wonderful. But yeah, no, it's, I, I totally get that. Having a human connection about that sort of stuff could be really helpful, I'm sure. So you mentioned as growing up that your parents, they would, they would punish you, but then go back on the punishments. Do you think that's because they wanted to be your friends, or because they just couldn't follow through on punishments, or what do you think? Uh, call them A, call them B. As I said, my mom very often wanted to watch a movie or like had a rough day and wanted to do something with her kids and what we did was mostly play video games and watch tv because that's what we were raised on so if she wanted to do something with us it required like if she wanted to be our friend it required being lax and then she also just got too stressed and too busy and didn't have time to think about whether or not we were grounded so you know we'd sneak off and watch tv and then if she caught us she would just assume we're not grounded because why would we watch tv if we're not grounded you know, call me, call me. How much access to media did you have as a kid? Because I personally did not have a lot of access. It was really weird. So up until like five, my parents were staunch anti-technology. And then one of my friends had a GameCube. So I played GameCube once, asked my parents, and they almost immediately folded. And so I spent the next five, six years doing almost nothing but gaming. Um, there were some other issues that caused me to drop out of sports I was playing. But by the time I was 10 or 11, I spent most of my free time in front of a screen. Did they have parental locks on your computer? Like, um, <laughs> prevent you from, like, searching up inappropriate stuff, all that? Uh, they had parental locks on the TV, I remember, because they were, like, They make those? I didn't know that those existed. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a thing. Like, you, um, you go onto a channel and it says... Oh, enter yeah, a code, yeah. and you, you have to enter that code to watch that channel from then on. Gotcha. And so they had print locks on TV, so I couldn't watch uh, Robot Chicken Futurama, <laughs> for instance. Okay. I, I do actually remember trying to watch Futurama, and that was just a hard no. But on the computer, they... Like, my dad's a computer programmer, and somehow he's also not tech-savvy enough to figure that out, so I had free reign. I remember um, when I was, like, seven, I was online... And I was playing a game that I later found out had uh, pornographic content. And I, I don't actually even remember anything inappropriate. But um, after like a month of playing that game online, my parents came down and saw. And they were furious with me. And they grounded me. And then also forgot to enforce the grounding. <laughs> so were you allowed to then mm -hmm. use the computer when they weren't home? Like just any time you wanted? So when I was 9 or 10... Uh, we discovered I have a writing disability, so I had to have a computer for school, mm -hmm. and that computer had access to the internet. So from that point onwards, I was allowed to use computer whenever I wanted, do whatever I wanted on it. Before that, we had one home computer in the basement, and I was basically only allowed to use it when they weren't home, because whenever they were home, they wanted to use it themselves for emails and 
work and other non-silly things. And how early did you get a phone? How, how old were you when you got your first phone? I don't actually remember. Um, high school for sure. Maybe grade 10? Maybe. And did it have access to, like, internet or stuff, or was it just calling? Yeah, no, it, it was a smartphone. It wasn't a, a good phone, so I couldn't do anything interesting on it, but I could definitely surf. It had, like, a tiny memory, so I couldn't download basically anything, but it, I could definitely use the internet. Um, I think and I if, had Facebook. And let's say, do you think if you were born in this generation, the one that we're in currently, do you think your parents would have given you a phone earlier, like, when you were younger? Oh, absolutely. So my cousins are let's see one's 10 so one's 10 one's six one's four i want to say something like, like that they have between the three of them two tablets a laptop and then like a wii and all that sort of stuff we go and hang out with them sometimes on their birthdays on my birthday and the entire time last time i saw them i think they were on their phone uh their uh the entire trip last time when we saw them they were on their tablets and, you know, they, they said hi, and they were very polite, but they were uh, very glued to the screen. I feel like I notice that more and more. Like, I some, I've some, i seen, I work at a grocery store, so I've seen a lot of parents come in with their younger children. And obviously the kids don't really want to be there. It's not fun for them. So I've seen plenty of kids throw tenor, temper tantrums. And sometimes the parents will will like uh, make comments and try and remedy the situation but others I've seen others just take out their phone and give it to their toddler or their very young child and let them look at the screen play it a play on a game just to get them to stop bothering them or to stop crying it's become a sort of situation where the parents aren't really doing the parenting themselves but they're letting the media and technology do the parenting for them to be fair it is a lot easier it is. I mean, if I had cry, like, this is why I, I wouldn't actually... be a great parent, because if I had a crying kid, I'd probably hand him my phone, too, okay? I'm going to be honest. I was, um, so, for reference to the wonderful audience, I'm 23, and Renee is your 19? Yes, 20? that is correct. Almost 20. You're almost 20. So, you're a little younger than me. What did you, so, I got a phone when I was 12, 13, no, 14-ish? When did you get a phone? When what was that like? I got my first phone at I think thirteen in in grade eight. Maybe I was twelve. I can't remember, but sure. definitely in grade eight. But it only texted and called. It had no access to the internet. Um, and then the second mm. phone I got was like barely better than that. It had just more storage space so I could have pictures, but it also only, like, it barely connected to the internet either. I could barely use it. It wasn't until I was, like, 14 or 15 where I actually got my first phone that I could use to actually do things that weren't text my mom. (laughs) Um, But I feel like we will talk about that more in episode two where we move on Mm -hmm. to talking about um, the moral development theory and the idea of helicopter parents because that is more uh, my wheelhouse, as my parents were much more strict with me growing up. Yeah, absolutely. But for today's episode, we're basically done. We just wanted to go over once again to talk about how kids were once treated completely the same as adults. They were independent in their own regard. They were able to do basically anything they wanted. And even though parenting has evolved and there are instances of more strict parents, we still see these independent children who are um, 
able to do what they want online and their parents aren't necessarily monitoring them as much as we personally think that maybe they should. I don't know. Could be I, an argument there. I'm, I'm about halfway through, like, somewhere in the middle there. But yeah, t- today was definitely just about laying the groundwork, so next episode we should get more into the actual efforts of raising children and how that plays into media. So until next episode, we just want to say goodbye. Bye.